you still have time to get the field goal, but it looks pretty grim there. What, you have any special advice to Pat right there? Do you have any words for him at that point when Buffalo took the lead for the last time? Yeah, when it's grim, be the grim reaper. You still have time to get the field goal, but it looks pretty We're so close to nailing that. Too Much Dip Podcast. My name is Dave. Nothing matters. It's Monday. Feels good. KJ's here. Dylan's here. Hello, respectively. I have to say that uh, putting the whole world on notice that as of right now, in this very moment, effective today, post-divisional round, Yours truly has accepted that it is not mathematically possible for my team to defeat the guests. And Did you run days. the numbers on that? After looking at the numbers, looking deep within my own conscience as somebody who's in control of how many games there are remaining and uh, how many points said games are worth, uh, I'm, it's just too, too tall of a mountain to climb. So, What if you double down? <laughs> you know... <laughs> When you say it like that, maybe I'll split, then I'll double down. No, Dave would definitely double down. You would double I down. Would. Okay. Well, in that situation, don't play by the uh, book. I don't. I don't know that it's going to look good for your boy. Um, Dylan and I are still in the in the mix. You have a realistic possibility. Actually, you're not separated by that much. You Four guys, points, I think. Yeah, you guys are uh, <laughs> fairly, fairly close to the guess. I think Dave it's just, like ten to twelve points. Dave's just good at his big boy stacks. He can't pick a regular game to save his life, but his big boy stacks, he's like eighty percent. Y'all's is completely like. opposite. You're way ahead of him on regular it's picks. It's really frustrating. The game that I triple down on, I always get. That's why they call me Triple Down Dave. I thought it was Triple Down Teddy. Well, that Andy Road, <laughs> Andy, Andy Road, Andy Reid quote is sick. He didn't say that to Patrick Mahomes. We know that, right? He didn't. I don't know. The reporter prompted him. He asked a question and used Grimm in his question. In your world yeah, here, did he like hand him a fortune cookie line people, saying, "Hey, will you just use this phrase for phrase of the day? Will you say the word Grimm?" People are like are freaking out and like getting Grim Reaper shirts printed because they think Andy Reid was like on the sideline calling his quarterback the Grim Reaper. I'm, he just wasn't doing that. I'm putting it on the it's side cool. over my desk at home. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Triple down Dave over here. Dylan. Welcome. Thank you, ma'am. Do it big, Dylan. Does that work? Uh, meh. We'll workshop it. You call me... Uh, Candy Corn Dorn. You call me Faded Dylan. We got that <laughs> new fade over the weekend. Friday. I think it looks good. I will stand by this statement. I appreciate that, man. That kind of helps. Yeah. Everybody told you it looked fine. It's a young man's haircut. That's oh, my main problem. You're in I a young man's game. it's a professional's game. haircut. I think the opposite. You're a modern man in a modern no, world. Th- no, this is like I'm. I go out to get laid haircut. <laughs> What's wrong with that? You, you do. Not you, you go to June. You go to Sammy's. You go out to eat way more than the rest of us. Like I, I don't. I don't pick up chicks at the bar. Okay. You're scared of. You don't what? want Bay. Haircut, haircut says that I do. Why don't I think Bay would like it if if she was. Uh, Lugging around a big hunk of man meat like yourself who had that look. Oh, she lugs. She's <laughs> she's proud to, to lug this piece of meat around. Well, all I Anything can else? say. When I sent her a picture of my new haircut, she sent me back the the emoji that's like, you know, like the teeth one, the, like the white. I don't know. What that's do you, not, what do you call that's that not that very one? supportive. What do you call that one? 
Mm. The teeth one, he said. You know what I'm talking about. It went yeah. on that one. Kind of like the eesh. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, now okay. what, what sound is it to you? I, I can't reply just do without sound. making this. It's just... Mm-mm. You're going to get horny with it, weren't you? It, there was no way that I was not going to violate like the yeah. the boundaries of a normal relationship here. So I'm not going to not going to go. Well, that's something we don't do here. <laughs> we respect all of that. Yes. Um What a sports weekend, huh? How about them sports? I was mentally exhausted last night when it all came down. Do you think you were you were more or less emotionally affected than one, I don't know, Brett Merriman? I almost asked Brett if he wanted to hop on and just kind of give us, but I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make content out of his Team's failure. Because, I mean, I, look, I was riding with Western New York, even though I picked the Chiefs correctly. Minus two. Um, I wanted Buffalo to win. I, I was down to take the L. I was fine. I wanted Buffalo. There's no, I've made no secret about it. I ride for Western New York. Everybody knows that. And um, that was devastating. Straight up. tough one. I, I, too, was rooting for the Bills. Um, you love Cole Beasley. And I tried to explore why I wanted the Bills to win. Um, number one, of course, the Chiefs have had some recent success. Won a mm-hmm. Super Bowl not so long ago. That was great for them. Um, I really like Patrick Mahomes. I really do. Fun guy to watch play. Most people do. Um, however, oh. the presence of his brother, oh. <laughs> Jackson Mahomes, oh. is like a it, – it's just constantly in the back of my subconscious, like – I like Patrick Mahomes less because his brother is All right. is who he is and does what he does on TikTok and sprays drinks or pours water on fans and I can't. Well, his wife his sprays wife, champagne on fans. His it wife doesn't even look like his champagne. wife affects me to a lesser degree than his brother does, but it's it's a factor as well. I I feel like I hate to say it. I've got to let the world know that I have to take my position as a team Jackson. I am Team Jackson Mahomes as of today. Why? Oh, wow. I, I'm, at, I'm owning up to statements that I made in a group text this morning. True or false, I, I've, I've declared this this morning that I am Team Jackson Mahomes. I will not provide reasons. No, yeah. <laughs> the reasoning here is uh, a little grim, if you will. But Well, you know what they say. You know, I just want a positive outcome for that young man and his life. If... Uh, there's something I don't know. I just don't want to. I don't want to be a part of the. Here's the thing. Machine. I what feel like he, the man's getting toasted online regularly and rightfully. Well, but I don't want to see how here's the problem plays out. What he does outside of the water thing, which I don't really know the story. Maybe the guys are. I don't know. Yeah. What he does is is utterly harmless. Doing TikTok dances, generally speaking, is harmless. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about a TikTok dance. When Somebody? your brother, your brother's borderline like modern day goaded, yeah, he's people are saying he's modern day goat. Not me, but some have. What would we have given to have like a Brett Favre sibling as a Jackson Holmes? Like, we got a Brett Favre appendage. <laughs> that is true. That's true. But like His penis, don't. If we had like a Duck Dynasty. You know, what if Larry the Cable Guy was Brett Favre's brother? Okay. And we had to deal with that during all of the Super Bowls. Larry was just out there grinding. Like, granted, he was successful in his time, more so than Jackson, but still. It's easier, like, if we're watching, we're like, 
we're not Chiefs fans, but like you're watching greatness unfold, and you're like, dude, I this is this is transcending sports. I I'm watching this. I'm gonna watch every Chiefs game I can just to watch this. You don't want a TikTok distraction or uh, spraying the crowd. It, it just it, it bothers people, and it and it shouldn't, but it does. They just seem very. I mean, it's beyond like coattail status. With with I'm I'm, I'm not gonna include her in this. I feel like she's a bigger violation than he is. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like this. she's borderline Russell Wilson first wife during draft day. <laughs> well, the like, overly opened mouth. The, like, we know exactly who we're thinking of. That's one of the, the best sig, photos in sports. The SIG uh, upgrade that Russell Wilson went uh, all-timer. from that girl who no one knows her name, by the way, to Ciara. It's like, what? Did holy she, shit. Did she get a bag? I, I'm sure she got paid of some degree. But didn't RG3 uh, – RG3 also is two-time back-to-back world champion in this category, too. Talk correct. about let me upgrade, Dave. But as we know, his second <laughs> wife, you know, has what would traditionally be thought of as you know, black women features. So he also potentially upgraded. Okay. These are his words, not mine. These are his words. <laughs> I don't know. Back to the story here. I feel like <laughs> – Wait, she was – Current Mahomes' wife. I don't know. Have they been married yet? Or are they just engaged? I think they're married. They got a kid. Oh, they yeah, got a beautiful, yeah, yeah. They got, they got married over the They have the a beautiful baby. Um, I love all the beautiful babies out there. There's yeah. just so much runway for this just not in pretty. Dylan, you look really put off. What's wrong? I'm just thinking about Jackson Mahomes, man. <laughs> I, I, it, it, he bothers me, man. And the whole, like, you see how he got roasted for, um, for like trying to skewer that restaurant that he went to, and they wouldn't seat him because they were booked. oh they great wouldn't, they wouldn't make like an exception for him. So Thank you for bringing him on that social up. media, and they just they just absolutely roasted him back. I thought he might lay low after that. It's but he didn't. It's it's like born on third, you know, and acting like he hit a triple. Well, it's not like his their his dad was also like successful at a professional level. <laughs> what what, they what, end what up I mean in is he's done nothing White to House, accomplish White House, his Texas. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's I'm saying he's. Two time coattails, if nothing else. Like, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I would say my only true position in which I am defending Jackson Holmes at all is that I feel like there's a line, like he was trending yesterday, shortly after the game. And the big theme on Still Twitter, trending. the big theme on Twitter was, <laughs> you know, I'm upset that I have to see another week of this person, blah, blah, blah. But Maybe there were, a, there's a very big portion of the mentions or statements with his name in it. That are very, what I would say, are far beyond the line. You're telling me that people on Twitter are going a little overboard. Uh, yeah, I'm saying it's it's beyond being like, hey, I hate that this guy does this. I don't want to yeah. see this guy anymore. It's more of like, you get a lot of unnecessary homophobic slurs. You get sure. a lot of other unnecessary aggressive things. Or I'm like, hey, I was with y'all until you know I don't want to be with y'all, and that's kind of where I'm at. That's huge. You know. I stand as an ally. That game was good too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll stop there. No, it's okay. Oh, it says here on the uh, outline: Bills at Chiefs, banger. As I promised it to be, <laughs> an absolute banger. At least we all picked the over. A banger Jesus. for sure. We didn't. We all thought under. I don't even go by what I our pitches are. We were well. fading. Maybe yeah. that's our only excuse. Oh yeah, that is why. Um. Because you know why? Because games like rarely live up to like, oh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a shootout. You think it's going to be a shootout, and then it's like 17-10. That was what my gut feeling on this game was. We're going to have an ugly CBS Sunday afternoon game that sucked the life out of me. We got everything but. Like, that's what the Bengals-Titans could have been uh, characterized as. But this wasn't that. 
Um, where do you stand on Josh Allen after this game and this year? He's an absolute stud. Would you trade Dak for Josh Allen today? Yes. I guess Dak, okay. no injuries. Yes. No injury Dak. Yes. And I love Dak, but yes. Dude, Josh Allen. He's a star. He does what Dak used to do in that he will run the ball, except for he's bigger than Dak, more physical. Granted, it does open him up to injury potentially, but he trucks dudes. He absolutely – like, I, I was getting – I don't know if this is a bad comp, but I was getting, like, early Cam Newton. Like, Cam at Auburn yeah. vibes. He, I mean, he deserved to win that game. He really did. He That was unbelievable. The uh, what, What's the receiver's name? Gabriel Davis. Oh, my gosh. Who is Second that Second year first of out of all? UCF. He absolutely went off. Oh, he's Four a UCF touchdowns. kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fourth round pick, I believe. He put that move on the, the cornerback for, for KC and just dropped mm-hmm. on fourth down, no less. That's as bad as a of an ankle break as you'll see. It's like fourth in and thirteen pro football. Yeah. Like he might have had two or three wide open, wide open fourth down or third down, just like, holy shit, they gotta have it. Kind of like the uh Herbert. That, that's what this game reminded me of. Somebody said it online, probably like Mina Kimes or something. But this reminded me a lot of watching that Raiders-Chargers game where at the end of it you're like, I know that Herbert now has to go home and not, you know, uh, does not continue to get to play, but I feel like we're all losing out on not getting to see him play another game. Same thing with Josh Allen here, which – That's year three for Josh Allen, right? Year three, I believe. I mean – And they're not losing any part, big parts that I'm aware of. Not think- like I'm – Dialed in, but do you think Beasley will retire to just go back into the booth and record some really good albums? Just drop bars on our faces, maybe. I think there's a good chance that that's where they, if they have losses, it's very good that they have Gabriel Davis step up because you've got a wide receiver room with Stephon Diggs. Emmanuel Sanders was an offseason signing for one year, but I mean, the guy's got two Pro Bowls and very, very well decorated record. In fact, had they advanced to the Super Bowl, it would have been the fourth different team Emmanuel would have been on. And gone to a Super Bowl, um, which would have been approaching a record. No, I, and then Beasley might be gone too. So I feel I, don't know. I feel the worst. I think for um, Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. That yeah, dude, that dude. That dude wears losses. I think poorly, like more poorly than anybody else. Like he just he he deserves to win. He's a hell of a receiver. I think his time is kind of running out. Like his prime is definitely probably in the rearview mirror. How old is he? Um, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. And he, he just deserves to win. And, like, you saw what happened to him, I guess it was last year when the, Chief, when the Chiefs beat um, Buffalo, and he kind of just stared and watched them celebrate for, like, five minutes as he had gone to the locker room. He mm-hmm. just – he he wears this shit. Who's was, older, Amari Cooper or Stephon Diggs? Stephon Diggs. By one year. 28. 28 63 days, I'm saying here. Uh, Diggs has one more year left on his uh, agreement. His dead cap stays the same. So he'll be back. Beasley's contract is up. Emmanuel, I believe, was on a one-year deal. So uh, um, at least those two will likely be. Can elsewhere. I play GM? Can I throw out a name okay. coming off of uh, surgery? Michael Gallup. Gallup, free agent. Cowboys probably don't re-sign him. I think he would feed. He would absolutely feed in, uh, in Buffalo. But getting people to want to go to Buffalo, that's a thing. Yeah. Not me. People know I ride for Western New York. There's some still people. an all-time great ESPN pregame special about Marshawn Lynch spending all of his time in Buffalo, like Dave and Buster's, in like one bar that he didn't drink at. He just ordered like wings there or something, and then went and played DDR at game Dave and Buster's. I love that. They're like, yeah, this is all he does in Buffalo, <laughs> just like hang out. That's what you you just go check out Niagara Falls. You ever I seen him? So. That's where I wanted to get engaged. Um, 
Can we talk about the last 13 seconds of the game? Please do. Uh, so, yeah, obviously. Why Buffalo, didn't Dak slide sooner? Buffalo goes <laughs> up, different game. Uh, no timeouts, by the way. Um, so, Buffalo goes up by three, 13 seconds left. They're kicking off to KC. Um, I think Buffalo made a couple mistakes here. Um, got a squib kick. Mm-hmm. You got a squib kick. Um, even if even a, a good return, they're gonna it's gonna take six seconds to uh, to do that. Um, don't really understand that one. It's all about just getting those seconds off the clock. Secondly, the defense they played was very questionable. Um, that Kelsey reception, mm-hmm. wide open. They left yep. the, the middle of the field completely vulnerable, um, and with three timeouts, I think, at that point, what, what's the point of yeah, that? They played the defense, and I want to say Atlanta, whenever they famously gave up their lead to the uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl, played a similar defense that is only meant to protect players, protect your defense from letting the offense get out of bounds if they don't have timeouts. But they had timeouts, yeah. as you're you know bringing up. I don't know. And the Bills are about as well coached defensively as you can find in the league. They were the number one defense in the league. Leslie Frazier is very well respected as a defensive-minded coach. Sean McDermott is very well respected. Like So they know better. It just – there were a, a few different moments at the end of this game from a secondary perspective, and then we can get to the Bucks later. It just shows you, like, when bullets are flying at the end of a game, at the end of the season, yeah. when everything is on the line – High pressure, chaotic. It is just it's hard to easy to let that wobble yeah. a little bit and yeah. shit fought, flies. And I got to credit to I think Rex Ryan. I was watching something this morning. Rex mm-hmm. Ryan pointed out that they were rushing four. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo was when that was not the move. You got to drop as many guys back yep, and close as possible, and and kind of just force Mahomes to sit back, try to find somebody open, and just kill time. Yeah, or bait him into maybe trying to go for. You know, pull a deck. You know, he would have had a timeout, but to run for that yardage. But then it's a lot harder for your team, yeah. as we've seen, to regroup when your quarterback is ahead of the line and all of those things. So, yeah, there's a lot of other outcomes that could have occurred. Um, even then, for the Chiefs to get it to overtime, I don't know that before the ball snapped, that anyone was like, okay, this is going to end on this series. Did you think that was going to be the case? Like when they were like, once the Chiefs are getting the ball, you're like, okay, well, game over. Or did you think, okay, oh, I, we're, we were getting more of this great? You know, you're talking about the first possession of overtime? Mm-hmm. Like before it started. It did It did feel over to me. It, it felt – it had – yeah. The way, I, I didn't feel good about it as a guy rooting for Buffalo. The, yeah, the way the fourth quarter ended, it mm-hmm. was – it was. I don't know how many points were scored in the last, like, several minutes of the game, but it was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, there was just no defense being played. Defenses were just gassed. Um, it really felt like whoever won the coin toss was going to win the game. Of course, that's a big topic today. It's the <laughs> overtime rules in the NFL, and people are unhappy with it. But Well, I saw a quote from a notable NFL insider, Adam Schefter, that mentioned that all four <laughs> games this weekend ended on the final play. <laughs> that's crazy. That's Has that wild. ever happened? I don't know. <laughs> every every day all last All four, Dylan? Every day last week ended at midnight. But people oh. don't think of it like that either. Is that true? Can you look that up? I, I legitimately laughed out loud uh, when I saw your reply. Be to care, that. Man, leave him al- alone. Didn't he tear his ACL doing the the jerk dance or something? What was the, he doing? The gritty. Oh, the gr- Oh, I'm sorry. The in gritty. support of uh, defunct. It really Texas was the power chooser. <laughs> gritty. Um, n- oh. Very niche. Two minute warning. The score is twenty six twenty one. It ended forty two to thirty six. 
Wow. Wow. Um, also of note, going into that game, and this was also on Twitter quite a few places, Josh Allen was 9-0 and when he had the opportunity to call the coin toss going into this game. He called the coin toss at the start of the game, lost it, called the coin toss at the start of overtime and lost it too. So, you know. Regression to mean on a 50-50 proposition. Started at the wrong time. I thought he was the outlier. Thought he was doubling down too? Yep. It can only be one. (laughs) Like Highlander. How do you feel about overtime rules in the NFL, KJ? Uh, I think for the playoffs, it's very – it would make a lot more sense just to say the other team also gets a possession. You do have to allow defense to matter. So I'm a little torn. Um, But I feel like – there, I, I think it would just be as simple as both teams get an opportunity to possess the ball during playoffs. During the season, you can't do this bullshit with, like, 18 games, like, carrying on a game for another series and even more people getting hurt. But during the playoffs, I think that it would be very, very easy to say both teams get an opportunity to possess the football. If, you know, both score a touchdown, obviously it's sudden death from there on out. But as opposed to field goals only or the thing that give you a chance. Haven't thought this through, but – would throwing on a have-to-go-for-two component to it make it more feasible? Both, you know, so you go down – I don't need to explain it. but Because yeah. I, I really – I know they can't do it for reasons you just laid out, but I don't hate the college overtime system. Well, I hate the new one. I, I, I didn't hate the old one, but I understand, like, you can't physically ask people to do – How many did 14, we get A&M, LSU? Like 13 nine? or 14 or something like that. Or maybe I'm thinking high school and they got nine and that one. It was crazy. Something sick. I like college. I, the, reason, the reason I don't love it is because of – the kicker becomes too important. Like, obviously, you want to score a touchdown. You're already in a field goal range, though. Got when, it, got it. I see you get what you're saying. Ball. Yeah, because they can continue the series with by just kicking field goal, field goals. I hate I hate the game coming down to a guy that's been on the bench the whole game and like grew up playing soccer. Like, yeah. I know that sounds – No, I see what you're saying. Football guy. Because yeah, you don't have to score touchdowns yeah. in college. You can just kick field goals back and forth. That That's a good point. Someone said they should do three-on-three three like the NHL. <laughs> Which I don't know how that would work logistically. Now, you want to go seven on seven, which is something that I imagine most players grow up playing. Somebody has communicated or mentioned that as a, a bit for college, like they could do just seven on seven at the end of the game. And I'm like, I'm tuning in for that. I would watch it. More importantly, I would say that they have to go with no shoulder pads for that period. Like it's no longer tackle, it's just seven on seven. I just want to see it for the hilarity of like watching them change over into like, taking their shoulder pads off, putting on whatever warm-up they have ready for 7-on-7, seven seven, and then running that whole play. I think we fixed it. Hey, come to us for more ideas. How about uh, is Aaron Rodgers gone from Green Bay? Absolutely. That did kind of sound like a farewell press conference. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't hear the press conference, so I missed that part. It, uh, it was somber, which, okay, he lost a, he lost a game dramatically. And, but he did, like, the whole thank the fans. He also brought up expiring contracts of his teammates. He doesn't want to be there for a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Who's who's free? Main Devontae's free, right? He's going to be resigned, though. I mean, they'll franchise him. There's no, like, situation which he's a top three receiver. Like, he's not going anywhere. They can franchise he him. He mentioned a few guys by name. He mentioned uh, Alan Lazard by name. Um, I mean, okay. Tanyan. Robert Tonyan, Lyman. What I love about Aaron Rodgers is that he rides for his guys like mm-hmm. he did for Randall Cobb. That's I think that says a lot about somebody. But 
that doesn't make a good GM. That you don't. I mean, you don't think you can f- bring in somebody that can <laughs> have the production that Lazard did. Like, yeah, I would have taken Emmanuel Sanders as we were talking about earlier, or Michael Gallup, like any of these other tier two wide receivers out there instead of a Lazard or you know Valdez Scantling over the last couple of years. Uh, I'm just checking real quick, like. The problem I have with Aaron Rodgers complaining so much about like how they build their team and who they pay and who they don't pay is it's not as if they don't max out their salary cap like every other team um, in the NFL. Like It's not like they're cheap. Yeah, they've got negative $40 million in cap space. Like, <coughs> they're terrible Excuse me. when it comes to cap liability right now. Like They are paying as many players as they can. Top paid players on the team, oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, $46 million. So Darius Smith on defense, that hurt them big time because he didn't play half this season. Uh, David Bakhtiari, Preston Smith. So, yeah, they're paying their players. A lot of them are on defense right now. Um, a lot of them. Like the top ten, I would say eight of them. Jordan well, Love checking in at number 12. Credit to the defense because they <laughs> – Duke Green Bay's defense did literally like everything they could. Kept them in that game. I um, did not know that the special teams issues were a season – Ongoing thing with with Green Bay. I guess I don't pay enough attention. I knew that Mason, no, what's his name? I Mason just, Crosby. Mason Crosby, former Colorado Buffalo, uh, had struggled this year. So I I knew about that. I did not know about uh, field goals and extra points stuff getting blocked. Did they really have ten men on the field on the last uh, field goal, the game winning? Was that or was that? I saw that. I hope so. And wait, didn't the, the people are saying Niners did or the Packers did? The Packers. I don't know. I, I missed that. They oh. were pointing out like all of their. Special teams miscues. Oh, and my gosh. By the way, Alan Lazard, uh, 513 reception yards this year. Which, okay, he's not expected to be the number one. I'm just saying. Um, also on this game, we were talking a little bit earlier about um, – I think it was Brett and I, actually – about uh, Garoppolo. And then we talked about his line. We said he was, what, 11 for 19? No touchdowns, a pick? Tough like, conditions. 130 yards. 130 yards. Rodgers had 220 yards, no touchdowns. I don't think he had any picks, though. Yeah, 225, no touchdowns, no picks. There were two glaring clears day drops in the first or second. I think it was the first quarter. One was on George Kittle, where it was very rare for George Kittle to drop the ball. So, like, it was overlooked. But that still goes to stat book as an incompletion. And it was like a 30-yard pass. And then the very next play after that, I don't know who number 19. I probably could look it up. In route, Garoppolo puts it right where he turns. I seen as Debo. Oh, uh, maybe it wasn't Debo then. It was it was uh, one of their other receivers. Um, right in his hands, and he just drops it. Again, conditions, everything was bad, but he had two glaring drops. It would have been a good 50 yards. And then they had the interception. Maybe the next play pass on the next series, but it was right off the hands. It was thrown a little bit behind the guy, but off the hands of one of his receivers, deflected, and then picked off. I'm not here to say Garoppolo's good, but I will say that there's a reason they've been able to manage themselves into a position to be in, like, two Super Bowls in three years. There's a reason, like, that he's, you know, at least staying on the field. He does what the scheme calls for. In their scheme, they maximize their skill players in a way that, like, comparing them to the Cowboys, like, we don't we don't get the ball to them. We yeah. don't know how to adjust to – you know, only a four-man front or whatever. Uh, so, I it makes me like be like, yeah, maybe we can get to a Super Bowl with with Dak. If I'm watching, you know, Jimmy G do this, he's already been to a Super Bowl. 
Um, I thought Kellen Moore was a schemester. Like I, I think I think he's showing his his youth a little bit. He's got bit. Cedric Wilson as like his his scheme piece. I feel like and then he gets credit for that, but not for the other part. I don't know. I, I I would say Jimmy G is not the person I would build my franchise around if I was starting today, but he's a lot better than fifteen other quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Uh, to confirm, the Packers did only have 10 men on the field on Yikes. the uh, final field goal. Yikes. That is just absolutely inexcusable. <laughs> that's that's so bad. Is there a special teams coach out of a job yet? I, it's a matter of time. Right. I don't, I'm, I don't know. It's, it sucks to be in Green Bay because of the amount of pressure that Aaron Rodgers and attention he brought upon himself and then therefore your team, but like the team winning – did away with all that. Got in the MVP race. Like everybody's like, oh well, Aaron's talking all that shit, but he's backing it up. And now it's like, okay, now we all look like assholes, even if they're just shitting on Aaron Rodgers. It's like your whole team has to deal with this now. Yeah, I think Twitter was ready for uh, an Aaron Rodgers L. Um, yeah, there was some heat out there. There's a lot of heat. A lot of it I don't think is justified. Some of it. Let me give you the uh, the tweet that I saw, the top, the top 10 Aaron Rodgers nicknames. We did not give him these nicknames. Let's oh, be clear. How are these going to go? Kurt D. Wormer. Of course, a reference to Kurt Warner. Okay. Uh, this one's a stretch. Q. Aaron. Uh, so, <laughs> Karen Rodgers spelled Q-A-A-R-O-N. I like that one. Tuck Rule Carlson. Okay. <laughs> so, what are the implications here? They're my – because, okay, obviously, he had the very <laughs> – famous interview with pat mcafee where he's he had covid and he wasn't abiding by the protocols and then he didn't he is isn't vaccinated and it's been outspoken uh oni romo o-a-n-y of course a reference to one america network okay uh q qb giuliani uh, yeah. that's a stretch breitbart star uh, i like that it's green bay fitting Prager Unitas. <laughs> Fill me in. What what is that? Prager U is a. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Thank indoctrination. you. Indoctrination. No, it's a uh, you know super pack. Last three. Uh, Charlie Kirk outlet. I think. Throw Rogan is the popular one. Yep. Uh, Rush Lambo. Okay. You know, if anything, somebody could use that as like as a positive nickname up for their defense. Number one, unfair. I think unless there's a story out there that I've completely missed. Clan Marino. Of course. Oh, that is that's, that's not fair. That's unfair. I did see someone on my timeline say Ian Randall Cunningham. Okay, that's a good one he too. Ian Rand book on his shelf, and Dude. he only had it up there. He's like, "There's no way I could finish this." People just get mad if I have it up there. So I'm like, anybody who tries to bait trolls or bait trolling deserves all of, all that they get, whether or not I, I agree with any of it. Like, yeah, you, you brought oh, it on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Can I say uh, this has nothing Except for to Jackson do? Holmes. This has nothing to do with uh, the weekend, but Randall Cunningham was so sick when I was a kid. Yeah. Dude, I feel like he is not. Why are you laughing? I just didn't expect this detour. I just, when you mentioned Randall Cunningham, I was just thinking about like how much I feared him as like a a child cowboy fan. He's what I thought VY was going to be, man. VY was. In in the end. Jeff Fisher ruined VY. We can blame him. Not VY's fault. Even all right for VY. You know, I, I can't disagree too much there, but, you know, <coughs> seven to nine bullshit is seven to nine bullshit. But on, 
Oh, were there others? No, that's it. I, I think we covered it. On to the Bengals and Titans. Titans, the number one seed, as were the Packers. I guess last week we should have also noted, last week three home teams won, one road team won, three and one. Only home team not to win was Cowboys. This week, all of the road teams won, mm-hmm. except for Buffalo. Buffalo at the end of the at the end of the week. So, you know, for whatever that's worth. This, Started off the weekend with an ugly game. Yeah, this was the least noteworthy of the games of the weekend, uh, but of course it did end on the final play. <laughs> so that's that was a, an exciting piece <laughs> to the conclusion of this one. Yeah, Burrow get, got sacked nine times. Mm-hmm. Still got the dub. Not a huge game from him. What happened in this game? Um, Dude, it's 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 so overshadowed, that, and I watched every minute of this game that I can barely recall. Yeah. I just recall Burrow running for his life. Can you help me out with some uh, volume over there? I think I've got a, a good recap here. Let me see. We don't talk about Burrow, no, no, no. We don't talk about Burrow. He was at LSU, lose to UCF. Then he got hurt and then came back to win. Won a Heisman and I forgot the rest of my words. So uncomfortable. We don't talk about Burroughs, no, no. We don't talk about Burroughs. All right, we can turn No, no, no. There's not a verse, up. too. There's a verse where it like goes on to talk about his Heisman and his recovery, and then now he's a game away from the Super Bowl. I need but to take a walk. When yeah. did he lose to That's UCF? On the album. No, they came back and won. UCF knocked him out in a game. Talk right. shit when they were losing. Right. Or UCF was winning. Talk shit to Joe Burrow. He hopped up. Talk shit. Bloody mouth. That's what I say. LSU came back to win the game. I, and uh, never lost another college football game since that moment. I am all for singing bits, especially when you're seated next to Dylan and he has nowhere to go. Is this how people, <laughs> is this how people feel when I sing? Yes. I just should it have written is. down the words. Is all that I feel like. No, but that there was actually a little bit of uh, there was a little bit of pitch in that. It was not bad. Well, here's the issue. I should have kept the volume up. I hope there, my hope the music very, wasn't too did. loud. No, you're good. There's there's some very key elements to get the song. Sorry, oh I should have gosh. been looking for. Them. Anyhow, uh, yeah. I, Adam I'm, was furiously writing down the timestamp. I told the people a couple weeks ago. I'm coming around on Joe Burrow. The man is about his business. He absolutely got wrecked. But I don't know of another quarterback that would have hung in there. Like I'm never going to look at you the same way again <laughs> after that display. Where do we stand? Oh, oh, I have one other good point about the Titans. The equivalency to the Brooklyn Nets, that they have A.J. Brown. They've got Julio Jones. They've got Derrick Henry. Whatever you want to call Ryan Tannehill, which you know people are saying he's not that guy today. Um, but they didn't get to play together all season, like, I think they're a good enough team. They'll be back in this situation, but disappointed. Where do you stand on Mike Vrabel as a head coach? On your <laughs> faith in him? Vrabel. I still like Vrabel. I'm in on Vrabel. I'm in on Vrabel's like sideline look. Can y'all do two minutes of Vrabel while I run Absolutely. to the gents' room? Classic day. He's going to go get in a group text and tell, tell people what, what just happened in here. Okay, it's copyright info until we publish. Did you rehearse that number? I spent three hours on the road just retiming it, and then found the instrumental. Um, I'm I'm somewhat 
tone deaf when it comes to music. What's, <laughs> so, what song is that? What's it's from uh, the, the current hit Disney movie Encanto. Okay. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. Is the the current hit? We don't talk about Bruno. Yes, there you go. Yep, we absolutely do not. Great movie, by the way. That's what Will and I were talking I about. I haven't seen that one yet. Um, my point on Vrabel is his sideline face always looks like the face of a guy who like planned to break up with a girl like over a meal, maybe brunch or not dinner, but then like gets out to the valet stand and realizes like they drove together and she took the car or she drove. So he's got like wait on a car. <laughs> like he always just looks like slightly inconvenienced. Which is surprising because Vrabel seems like a real meathead. And he doesn't lose his shit on the sideline as much as I would think he would. Okay. So next time you see a Mike Vrabel sideline shot, be like, man, did that guy just realize, uh, you know, person who hopped off the elevator might have farted before he walked into it? Right, like, right. That's his face at all times. Um, I didn't watch a ton of this game. I don't blame um, you. How did, how did Derrick Henry perform in his... Uh, he first, looked normal. First game back. He looked normal. They gave him the ball a ton. I think the Bengals focused on him. They really only got gashed by the fact that they gave up, like, two big shots to A.J. Brown. But they kept him out of the end zone. I saw former Longhorn great uh, Dante Foreman mm-hmm. uh, put together a nice run at some point. He found himself an opportunity. I think that's somebody who might end up with an ability to get uh, signed somewhere else. Dante with an A, Foreman. Notable for – didn't he, like, go to the draft early? He was drafted early, and because a kid or something like he he came out a little earlier than he should have or something. Yeah, what did y'all do in sports? Dante Foreman is who we're speaking of. I I washed my hands next to a guy who also had a mustache, a younger guy, and it was just kind of like, is it like the Jeep wave? It it felt I was I like looked down because I was like it was so awkward. Little tip of the cap. No, I I should have. I kind of left him hanging. I guess I, I forgot he's only two years in. But, uh, yeah, he's an undrafted free agent. So, yeah, one-year deal. Is he a Texas uh, guy? He is a That's Texas right. guy. He was he undrafted? Sure did. No. I thought the Texans drafted uh, no, him. No, 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 no. Un- unrestricted. Unrestricted free okay. agent. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was Next like a second-round pick. Round three, 89 overall. Okay. But, yeah. To whom? So, that would be Texans, right I want to say. Right at the beginning of the third. Houston, great. Right at the beginning of the third. Okay. Very well-run Houston Texans organization. Sure. You want to hit Rams-Bucks or uh, – can I hit something right before that? Our friends at DraftKings, Is ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you're doing it. It's not the Quan. <laughs> it's not the Gritty. It's not the Jerk. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs. Four teams. That means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins, not a new customer, you can experience the conference championships with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code WASHED and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code WASHED for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you, David. Not going to compliment that? 
think that was pretty close to a perfect game, but it, it you was, nailed it. It was really good, but on the heels of uh, Will's read earlier, which is like a, was a Hall of Fame read, yours is just seemingly pretty mundane. I think if wow. you were to compare the two, you would think mine. I think mine had a little bit more emphasis. But. He was absolutely in his bag on that one. I would okay. say uh, as somebody who's mentally Disagree. and emotionally preparing for uh, the Olympics, both of you have scored 9.9s. Thank you. Sheesh. Now, Rams at Bucks. Do we want to talk Stafford and Cooper Cup, or do we want to talk well, Tom Brady? I don't think people are talking about Cooper Cup enough. I don't, He's doing the Emmanuel Acho right now. Just nobody's talking about Cooper Cup, and it's just like, like, dude, the most underrated receiver in the NFL. We don't respect him enough. He really does. He go out of his way to have really bad to tweets. Suck. <laughs> that is a. It's not even that dude, egregious, sucked, but it's just like, dude, he's an absolute boner. They talk. <laughs> Cooper Cup is talked about so much on these games. He he almost broke like every receiving record. Yeah, there was this year. Mm-hmm. Like people have been talking about him all season long. Was that Alan Chris doing that game? Uh, let's see. This was NBC, a random like NBC Sunday afternoon game. So yeah, Chris Collinsworth couldn't stop saying Triple Crown. Now here's a guy who he comes into the season. Thinking he's going to be playing next to Robert Woods, they bring in OBJ, and he still catches 175 balls. Now that's just dedication, hard work. That might have been exactly what he said. He is back. sick. Today I learned it's, I didn't have awesome. a Chris Collinsworth impression. Yeah, I, I'll work on that. I, I don't claim to have one, but his son's really good. Oh, here's a guy. Fucking hell. That wasn't bad. That wasn't good. No, I mean, it wasn't worse than us. Um, his son is way too like happy to be there. Chris like Collins he looks like he's having too much fun, and I'm like, hey man, why don't you just cut, why don't you simmer down with the fun? Sorry, that is nothing. That's not important. Simmer down with the fun, which I would normally never say, but it's just like, dude, come on, your dad's on the broadcast. Um, I, it's, it's weird watching a game with, um, Aaron Donald and Ngamakansu. Obviously, they played together for at least a year or two. But it's weird watching game with on opposing teams because like I feel like both of them are definitely the a little extra something, you know, uh, at the end of a play for a quarterback. And the whole time I'm watching these games, like I'm not watching, okay, what routes are going on, like, oh, are Sue or Vita Vea for that matter, or Von Miller or Aaron Donald, like how are they gonna fuck this play up? Like that entire game was completely affected by a defensive line in a way that like Aaron Donald is, is wild to see. Is the one defensive lineman who I make a point of watching during a, like a regular play. Mm-hmm. Warren Sapp used to be that for me, where I, I would just sit there and dial in and be like, "Oh, I wonder if he's gonna." Yeah, check I was the even, snap count and fucked up this play. I was watching that game with Bay actually, and I was like, "Watch ninety nine. She follows football mm-hmm. casually. I was like, "Watch ninety nine. He's the best player in the world. Watch what he does." And he was just wrecking play after play after play. Dude's an absolute animal. Is it just me, or do either of y'all just randomly Google Aaron Donald shirtless? It's I've seen the pics, but I don't routinely Google it. No, to be three hundred pounds and have a six pack like he's what like five eleven? Like he's not a big dude. I think they'll probably call Height-wise. him six foot or whatever. But the guy's a fucking freak. So is DK Metcalf for that matter. But hey, I'm just saying, you know, just saying, I wouldn't make it out of that copy room alive. Okay. Um, what does that mean though? We would have Adam. To what does that mean? Need more reams of paper. How tall is Aaron Donald? Six one. He's listed at six one. Yeah, six, not five. six one. 
He's a, he's a short fella. I don't think he's For short. the position. Okay. There not, was a Hard not, Knocks clip the first season that they were on Hard Knocks when I think Fisher's year. And he's like playing some kid in table tennis, ping pong, whatever you want to call it, because they were in a dorm room or whatever is where their camp was being held. And I'm just like, if you're just some nerd who was in school staying on campus during the summer and Aaron Donald's there and he's like, hey, play me in table tennis, I'd be like, yes, sir, whatever you ask, sir. And I hope that I hope that kid made it out alive. Brady, can we talk about that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Did you see the penalty that Brady called for and then cussed out a ref? Yeah, Hockley's son, right? Yes. Which, come on. Hockley's son is an, as a ref? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Is he jacked, too? Did he take steroids, too? He's big. He's not in bad shape. Yeah. He ain't throbbing, but he's, he's, he's cut. No. Throb game week. Yeah. I need my refs throbbing or else I'm out. I want to see some veins. <laughs> I want to see some beautifully throbbing arms. Yeah. From my refs, not from my friends, KJ. Fair. I'm wearing. Yeah, I appreciate like, you covering the up today. One thing Lulu would try to paint on me. <laughs> this is what you get. I have to wear as a cardigan. Um, I'm at the point where, like, I've kind of gone the full arc with Brady. Okay, don't believe in him. Annoyed by seeing him. Okay, kind of hate the guy to, like, how do you hate this greatness? To, like, right now I'm like, he lost yesterday. I'm like, all right, good. You know, if he retired tomorrow, I wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, we've lost so much. Like, we're not going to be able to move on. I'm like, all right, man. I swear I told myself, like, he's done um, like two Super Bowls ago. Mm-hmm. Like, the dude just keeps going. It's 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 really wild. Um, I, I've gotten to the point with Brady. I've never loved Brady. I'm not a Tom Brady guy. But it is cool that we have gotten to witness yep. his career. Like, we're, like, the perfect age for, like, mm-hmm. watching a guy like that do his thing. So that's been fun. I got to say, I, I watched him play in a Super Bowl, losing effort live, but that was fun for me. Just I, I want to see, I kind of want to see greatness and how far he can take it, you know? And I think he's taken it very, very, very far because last season was absurd. But no, I, I used to hate, I didn't hate the guy, but I didn't like him. It was, and it was just the Patriots thing. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Didn't really care one way or the other. But then when he, when he went to Tampa, I started following him on Graham. I was like, okay, his Graham content's not terrible. Like he's th- self-aware. I think. He he's become more self-aware now. He does have a lot of like psychopath vibes, but so does Tiger. Which reminds me, there was something I forgot to mention: the Green Bay game, because Tom Brady reminds me a lot of Alex Rodriguez, a lot. Like not as talkative and prominent, but obviously we haven't seen what post-career Tom Brady looks like if he's in the media as much. But. Did y'all see Alex Rodriguez in the crowd? Do we know who he was with? I no. don't know, but did not see that. I applaud the man. You had a baddie, a, shorty, a baddie, a gorgeous woman. Maybe she was very beautiful to me. She looked like a smart, intelligent, powerful woman. Man, those good-looking former, very rich athletes—they just get all the luck. But they were like out in the elements, not like in a suite or anything like that. Fully in the mix at uh, Lambo, and I'm like. Respect. Good Even if him. it's like a bucket list thing, he was just there for a quarter. I'm like, you know, whatever. Good for him. She's been identified, and I'm not going to no name way. her. I learned the internet but, could do that. Like when I Googled, like, who's the lady in a Wendy's commercial like 10 years ago? And I was like, oh, Google's on top of their shit. Oh, she's a Dallas young lady. Mm. Is Shorty a baddie? Oh. If this is her. She ever been to West Elm? She is a uh, fitness, uh, <coughs> a fitness uh, pageant person. <laughs> I'm going to post a photo into the group, a link, excuse me, not the photo. Y'all can click that and just see what the Abby does for y'all, if anything. 
All right. But anyway, not important. We need to get back to sports. That's what people tune in for. Well, they want a real-time sports analysis, and I'm buying you time to check out the link. But that's what you're going to get here at the Too Much Dip podcast. Hey. We would be remiss if we did not acknowledge uh, Matt Stafford with his second playoff victory of his career. Speaking of Dallas. Speaking of Dallas, Highland Park specifically. Um, and the fact that uh, Cool Adam is wearing a Matt Stafford jersey to celebrate this victory. So, uh, so respect to all those who've suffered in the Detroit Lions fandom. So he's not one of the Lions fans that is rooting against Stafford. They, those people do exist. I feel like Will picked the Cowboys and Alabama this year. Didn't work out for either of them. Mm. Seems to have worked Weird. out quite okay for uh, the Rams, who he was going for last year. Let me say, going forward, best case scenario for me as a fan, Super Bowl wise, is Bengals Rams. Okay. Why is that? Because I, I really like Burrow. I'm not saying copy room material, but I like the guy. And uh, I like the Rams. The, the Rams have so many storylines Stafford, OBJ. It's funny because, like, after one game uh, when they when they made that trade, um, people were like, "I don't know if this is gonna work." Like Troy was pretty outspoken, being like, "I don't I don't know if this is gonna fit." And now he's 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 not Robert Woods, but it's fitting. And that's my take. Second thought: cold weather might have added some points. Um, I'm excited for Matt Stafford <laughs> to have this opportunity. I would be. In a weird position, like where we would all have to start talking more positively about Garoppolo and and Kyle Shanahan if they're like in two out of three Super Bowls, and Shanahan being in like three out of six, you know, either as OC or head coach, like that's a lot of power um, for attention slash ratings or whatever that means. Uh, I think that we have to root for a Rams Chiefs Super Rams Bowl. Chiefs Chiefs is what they want or Rams. Yeah, I guess yeah, it would be Rams Chiefs. That's what they would want. Because yeah, that's sure. the firepower. You get San, if San Francisco sneaks in there and ugly it up, oh boy. I just don't want another red jersey on red jersey situation. If it were the Bengals um, Niners, the last time the Bengals played was against the Niners. Can I say I something? Might get me in trouble here. You're doing a podcast, man. I prefer the Chiefs white unis. Okay. To the to the cherry red or whatever. Okay. I got no problem with that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's fine. Didn't they used to have, like, yellow trim in their uniforms? Yes. Like in a number or something, or outline of the number? I know it's, still... it's like a third color, but they've never used it as a jersey. I've always thought it was a little unnecessary. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm all for whatever um, does not include the Niners or the Niners Chiefs specifically. That's fair. So you're just an aesthetics guy. I feel you like want it to look good on the I field. feel like it'll look awesome if right. it's Rams Chiefs. Man, uh I really like the Rams new uniforms. I, I do too. I know when they came out a lot of people. Everybody hated them. hated them when they came I was out. Like, These are kind of dumb. I didn't think they were that bad. Oh, the numbers fade from yellow to white. Shut up. Idiots. <laughs> if you know something about a fade. Oh uh, yeah. If it's faded, I'm all about it. You know I stay faded. I feel like yeah. I, the more I look at them, this guy. They are very modern, like off-white sneakerhead type culture with like the Los Angeles Rams right now, which I think that's a throwback thing actually. But then off-white look, I feel like is a very, you know, they had Yeezy stop by when they were designing them or some shit type thing, mm. which again, I'm happy to see them. 
That's all my NFL talk. Well, hold on. Uh, did, was there a moment where you thought that, like, oh, this is happening? Like, he's going to, they're going to blow this game? I left, I, I got ready to leave the house and almost left the house. Whenever, um, let's see, they were down 14. Uh, the Rams had the ball or got the ball back. Yeah. I snap the, over Stafford's head. That's the play that I missed. Oh, no, no, no. I you had that, that and then you had the Cam Akers fumble. The Cam Akers fumble is what I did Dude, miss. It was a lot. I texted y'all during the game. But why, like, the Bucks got so many breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, the first Cam Akers fumble was, like, that was solely on him. And it wasn't even, like, no one punched it out. No one stripped That was him. The, helmet, just, the helmet one? Yeah. Where it was upside down or whatever? That dude, I mean, just the breaks that Brady gets, seemingly, is it's like, like, there's some kind of voodoo shit going on. And the snap over Stafford said, how many times has that happened this season to Stafford? You know, and it it's happening just, in a moment where... Weird. Like, the only moment possible where he wasn't there to, like, bat it, catch it, or, like, react to it. It just, it's wild. Do we know if that was on the center? Because nobody else on the line moved, right? Road game, center must have snapped it, or maybe Stafford forgot what the call was and was making an adjustment for a little too long. Interesting. I don't know. Okay. Um, Man, I feel like there was so much that we... We had a lot of hot coaches that left in the last four, though. So just to mention that real quick. Aside from Andy Reid, the rest of them, you got <laughs> Zach Taylor ain't hot, but you got Shanahan, you've got McVay. Florida's the, Shanahan hottest, Florida's the hottest coach in the league. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. over Shanahan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shanahan's got the tattoo. He's though. a man rocket. A man rocket. He's a man rocket. Tell me yeah. I'm wrong, KJ. I'm, I'm thinking that uh, Brian Flores is no longer employed. Otherwise, I would have had him somewhere in my rankings. But I think you're right. McVeigh is really taking a dive because his hairs look the exact same for every game, for every minute of every game for the last five years, and I can't Dude, stand it. Before, the floor is scorching. Before we bail, how do y'all feel as fan? Your Jags and Cowboy like fans. Line, it's a great job. You're right. He is the hottest. Uh, how do we feel? Yeah. Do you feel um, that your particular team, the Jags, obviously they're in a different situation than the Cowboys, but mm-hmm. uh, can they compete? Looking at these four teams – Looking at where the quarterback position is in the AFC, the AFC stacked. It's so stacked. Matt Lafleur five ten. Um, oh, short king. <laughs> yeah, I would say yes, only because I believe we do have a quarterback. Even if he's not the quarterback that he's been like lauded to be. And speaking of Trevor Lawrence, um, it's going to be fun if we get some semblance. Like if Travis Etienne is actually worth the salt. Like again, we're playing without one of our. Potentially star players. We lost another wide receiver during the year, blah, blah, blah. I think the Jaguars can be competitive enough to be in like the Chargers' current position. Maybe they miss the playoffs, but they make some entertaining games and teams don't like chalk them up as a loss or a win immediately. That's far from my commitment that we would be in an AFC championship within the next two years now. What? I, I com- I committed to that once we had Urban and Trevor Lawrence. Urban did outkick today. I don't know if you saw. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Waiting on Gruden was the follow-up. <laughs> I don't know if I feel less – I don't feel confident, but, like, I don't know if it's as much Dak as much as, like, just the entire scheme that we run, the offense. Kellen Moore, who I don't think will get a head coaching job. I don't feel good about it. Um, Need to fire wa- Joe Philbin. Just watching the other uh, these other offenses outside of San Francisco. Although there is something to be said about what they do with what they have. I just – it was a little deflating watching these these quarterbacks last night and yesterday. Like, actually, all day yesterday. 
just just absolutely uh, sling it. I'm right there with you, Dave. It was a bit disheartening. And Tad Prescott's pretty bummed about it, but too. But, hey, you know what? Maybe the Niners are kind of a good football team. How about that? They are. Their defense, their defense is way more legit than I thought. Their defense is very, very, very Even though their good. corners are hella sus. The boys were right there, man. I mean, we, we didn't test them, so. Uh, granted, the elements had a lot to do with it, too, but you're playing a top five wide receiver and a top two quarterback. Like, wide receivers yeah. are going to get exposed. The Cowboys have two excellent wide receivers. Their DBs did not get exposed. So, scheme or otherwise, D'Amico Ryan's at defense is decent. Um, you want to party? Before we party, can I uh, yeah. talk about our friends at Super Speciosa? Please do, Dave. Look, here's the deal. If you don't know what Kratom is, just know that Kratom helps you energize your mind and relax your body. It's an all-natural herb related to the coffee plant that has been used in Thailand for centuries. It just helps you feel good without feeling impaired. Super Speciosa has only one ingredient, pure Kratom leaf. Uh, You know, like here's a scenario. You're looking for a raise. You want to go ask your boss. Maybe this could help you out. Hit that you need kratom. To, you need to run the extra mile. A lot kratom. of people use kratom as a as a pre workout. For beginners, we recommend the capsules because they're easy to use. Check it out. Check out the green strains. They're the most popular. Hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. Uh, look, we've all tried it out. We've got some here at the office. Try kratom now and get twenty percent off. Go to getsuperleaf.com slash bang. That's Get superleaf.com slash bang and get 20% off with promo code bang. That's get superleaf.com slash bang, promo code bang for 20% off. That's a lot of bangs. Bang. Uh, what's next? We, we, are, s- we are approaching the season of bang, by the way. But yes, go ahead. We're going to sports party. We gonna- yeah, let's <sighs> sports party real quick. And we can throw Tad and Des in, into sports party. How about that? Of course, this is the segment where we talk about sports, as we do on this podcast often. Well, we party. We party, though, too. Oh, you're right. I mean, let's remember. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I phrased it wrong. Before we do Combat Sports Minute, can I quickly say rest in peace to Louis Anderson and Meatloaf? I'm now just going to stick to doing all of the deads. I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. I, I don't know the breakdown of it. What is that? Like, what is it that he won't do for love? Like, he won't he won't squib kick it. Mm, it's a oh. season that we're currently in that PBR suggested. I think that's what Meatloaf is saying. I draw the line at that. Meatloaf. He's saying he won't start watching Euphoria. But I won't eat ass. Okay. I think that's where it is. He had to rewrite the lyrics. But I won't eat ass. <laughs> That's not even how he sounds. Okay, combat, Dallas his own. Combat's yeah, I didn't know that. Thomas Jefferson High School. That's great meatloaf. You are the meatloaf guy. I am the meatloaf guy from TV. Are we gonna party? I don't feel like y'all are here for the party. I, I, we can't hear the party. We didn't know we were partying. Um, I I combat the, sportsman. Do Hang on. Were there That's fights? A banger for sure. Were there fights? Yes, there were fights. Who Dave. fought? Francis and Ganu and Cyril Gone. Dave, it's a banger for sure. It's gonna be a banger for sure. Uh, yeah, dude, we had the, one of the biggest heavyweight fights in years in the UFC. I don't know what kind of numbers this is going to do, but it was significant for a couple reasons. And uh, I'll be quick. Francis Ngannou, widely regarded as like the alpha of the heavyweight division. Hardest punch in the world. Just shredded up. Uh, Cyril Gan had the interim championship belt. It's, they trained together in Paris for a short time. 
Francis Ngannou, who's from Cameroon, used to work in the salt mines, has not been fighting that long. Now he's the heavyweight champ. Uh, everybody, he was the underdog. He was the underdog in this fight. Cyril Gaon, technical wizard. He's only been fighting for like three or four years, which is crazy. Uh, it was a tie-tie fight, probably. Two rounds, two rounds. Going into the fifth, Francis shows off his wrestling, something he hasn't done much of, if any, and uh, he gets it done. And it's significant, again, because Dana White no-showed him to put the belt on and no-showed his press obligations after. And What's the Francis piece? has been very outspoken about fighter pay. Um, I think the sta- I think Francis, out before pay-per-view, the pay-per-view you know, money comes in, Francis got a flat 600K for this, which you might be saying, well, that's, that's really good money. It's really not. For the heavyweight champion of the UFC to make 600K, now that's before all bonuses were paid out and, and, and pay-per-view money. That's insane. Uh, I, think, I think the stat was that uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder's fight, they made like 32 times more. Why, question, why is boxing so much farther along in popularity, or is it to garner such ridiculous paydays in comparison to uh, MMA? Uh, great question, because you have promoters, you have separate promoters in boxing, right? You got your Bob Arum camp, you got your other camp over here. It's it's part of the reason why boxing is so confusing and hard to follow because there's multiple belts, and in in boxing, what you do is you get a fighter you think has promise, you have him fight as many winnable fights as he can to build up an undefeated record. So you got a guy who's 20 and 0, maybe he gets some knockouts in there. Makes him way more marketable for a pay-per-view. And UFC, guys come up, guys lose fights. And when you lose a fight in the UFC, it doesn't mean your career's over or you're going right. to, you know, it in boxing it kind of doesn't mean it's over, but it's harder to get back to the top. Uh, yeah. So could be a decision could be some fluke thing that you lost the fight for, marketability but takes marketability. Huge exactly. UFC, I'm not going to act like I, I understand the ins and outs of fighter pay in UFC, but this is the number that I was looking for. The combined purse payout for a 22-athlete card headlined by two championship bouts because there was two title bouts. Uh, that Oh, okay. Let me read that again. The combined purse payout for a 22-athlete card headlined by two championship bouts totaled more than 16 times less than Tyson Fury earned, just Tyson Fury, to face Deontay Wilder. What the hell? So that's all the fighters on the card, and that's before performance bonuses and pay-per-views. But How it's the still hell does insane. that happen? They can. They're the big dog. But Francis has said he's not going to fight again for the rest of the year. He's, uh, he said he's not – like his contract is ending too, right? Like yes. this is the end of his contract soon. He wants to go. He wants to box Tyson Fury. He wants to do the Connor thing, where he goes and gets a bag, because he'll make. If he fights Tyson Fury, first of all, he'll lose and he'll get yeah. pieced up. But he'll make three million dollars doing it at least. Because yeah, for sure. But there, we looked this up before when we talked about it. like it's not that big of discrepancy in size as much as obviously the skill set and the talent is way different. Um, I would say you also have an issue with like. Even me on the outside where I'm not dialing into every single fight, but I like to know who's coming up on the UFC schedule. Okay, how big is this fight? And I would say quarterly they have like what could be titled as like a potential mega fight, not a mega fight, but you know what I mean. A huge headliner, kind of like this one. And because they come up so frequently, whereas with boxing you might get one a year, you might get two a year, I think they're able to kind of draw in 
more attention to those big events. Now, there are just as many boxing matches and just as many contenders out there, but they don't build up five to ten a year. Whereas with UFC, they're like, well, we'll make more money having consistent medium to small size bags, keeping them lion's share of it as opposed to promoting one person. And from what I understand, doesn't the UFC kind of hate how big Connor got? Like they hated the outsized like, amount of influence he had on the sport? That I don't know because Connor was I mean, he made so them a lot big of money. for that. He did. And they sold in the midst of the Connor height. It was when like yeah. the Tita sell and the Reebok thing, all that happened. Yeah, it happened at the perfect time. And I would be doing a disservice if I didn't mention the uh, flyweight co-main event for the title. Yeah. Brandon Moreno, Davison Figueredo, uh, Davison wins. Sick fight, went to decision. They're going to fight again. That's the third time they fought. Um, it's probably the best rivalry going in the UFC. A lot of people don't care because they're flyweights. They're fighting at 125. They're, they're tiny boys, but they're, they're badass. And these fights are electric. So if you can go back and watch that, highly recommend it. KJ, now there was a fight you were very interested in that you wanted me to talk about. You want to help us out here while we party? Uh, yeah, I believe that there was a fight in the early prelims. So not even like the ones they would put on Fox. Because uh, it was one of the rare all-male prelim and main event cards. So there are two early prelims that I believe were only on like ESPN Plus or whatever, wherever their prelims are nowadays. ESPN Plus. Featured one, Vanessa Demopoulos, who won her uh, bout via armbar, 33-year-old. Um, notable because uh, she left being an exotic dancer, which she has been for 13 years, stripper for those at home who are listening slowly, um, to continue this fight camp and for this opportunity, basically fighting on a guaranteed 12K minimum uh, fight. So I think there's a fair statement to be said that she probably would have made more just dancing that weekend than she did in the fight. But I think she's playing her cards right. She jumped up in Joe Rogan's arms she in the did. post-fight interview. Joe looked really uncomfortable. She made the most of her 10 seconds of fame. And, you know, I'm sure they will trot her out as, like, the pole combatant next time. She may. <laughs> is she a pole assassin? She is not, which I realized I've got a photo of the pole assassin on my phone I need to delete. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's not illicit. It's just look, that's player. a great gimmick. If she could, you know, she can win a couple fights. It worked for uh, Nicki Minaj. Not Nicki Minaj. It worked for uh, Cardi B. Cardi B, thank you. It's true. Fucking embarrassing. Okay. You want to um, check in on hockey? Yeah, let's check in on hockey. Most of this uh, will likely be expounded upon and found over on the Cold Stove Podcast, hosted by Brett Merriman. But, as I tend to do occasionally... Well, how's things in hockey doing? Oh, and not great as uh, PK Subban's little brother uh, in the EHC or ECHL is playing uh-huh. in a game. Uh, when he got in a fight, basically, he tried to engage somebody in a fight, and uh, a guy named, what is this guy's name here? Panetta. Can't find his first name. Leon Does Panetta. Jacob Panetta. Jacob Panetta. Uh, began taunting him. So as soon as uh, Jake, uh, Jacob Panetta was taunting him, he was doing so by making monkey gestures in the direction okay. of P.K. Subban, who's black, that. and his brother, also black, um, in his direction. So he responded by punching him in the face Hell multiple yeah. times. Good. Um, I regret the Leon Panetta joke. Didn't know that's where we were going with this, and I apologize. Jacob Panetta was released from the team immediately following this incident. Um, P.K. Subban, what I did not know, May I think him, him and Lindsey Vaughn are divorced or split. 
apparently great dude, like has a children's hospital named after him in, in Canada. I can't remember where he played for a while, but has a brother who's also a goalie in, in the hockey for the Sabres, actually. Can I say that the name P.K. Subban is just an all-time hockey name? That's I a that's like a badass is. name. I feel like it is. Um, all around really good guy too. Yes, just donated bunch of money to I believe to a children's hospital. Did you just say that? Like almost verbatim. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. I was reading. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, thought sorry. you were joking. No, I wasn't. I, I, I got caught reading a headline. On Look, Twitter. point is here, he's a really good guy. <laughs> yeah. well, it was really my, my be. I'm not even making funny. I just w- was... worth another mention though. He is a good guy. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? Last, uh, Dex brother, Tad. Are you rocking with Tad? I, I'm rocking with Tad because he's rocking with us. Uh, Tad is in a very public Twitter spat with uh, Des Bryant, and it's a bad look for everybody. Dak, Dak may, or excuse me, Des, Des, Dak, and Tad. Just, just minimum syllables. Uh, in their home. What? <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> His names. Uh, Des made a comment about... It's almost February, man. Des made a comment about Dak needs to hit up Romo to talk about, like, how to read defenses. And I didn't. it didn't come off as, like, a slight against Dak. Like, I think he's being honest. And then Tad had a thing like, oh, yeah, because they won so many playoff games with Romo and you. And now we're going back and forth. Now his number's out there, and Tad called him a simp. And you don't want to get called a simp by Dez, and you know, it's just like Dak doesn't. Dak doesn't. Dez called Tad, Dez called Tad a simp. Correct. Is Tad a simpy name? Some people are saying yes. I don't know. I don't I know don't anybody named Tad. It is Tad. Yeah, hell yeah. I only know one, and he's the type that I feel like could chew the top of a beer can off just with his, I guess, with his mouth. Is redundant. That's a Tad move. For Damn, sure. that beer can top <laughs> chews it off. He says. All right. <coughs> well, that was fun. Let me go sit in the penalty box. Can we run it back? Yes. The thing about P.K. Subban is... (laughs) I'm actually adding a P.K. Subban note real quick. All right. Well, while we're waiting, let me talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. The Children's Hospital that P.K. Subban is donated to. (laughs) Oh, wait. Can I uh, bastardize our platform here with a plea? Oh, here we go. Get out and vote. Tis the season. (laughs) Uh, There are two seasons, in fact. One, as we've spoke about before, both acerola and ass-eating. The other... Involves eating too. Dylan's. <laughs> if you got some Girl Scout links, hit me up. Oh, I got a. Because your boy's trying to. Uh, hey, ooh, what's your fave? What's your fave? Make some play? purchases. Uh, I don't really know. Samosas, I guess. I'm a Samoa guy. Samoas. I thought it was samosa, but yeah, Samoa. Samosa. The ones with the coconut. But chocolate's on there too. Fuck out of here. That's, Apparently, that's there's the some worst thing you could have said. There's like a French toast cookie that's dope too. You, dude. Yeah, what? well, you're probably into like lemon aid candy, whatever those are. Oh, dude, lemon party candy, the peanut butter one. I forgot what. It, Oh, what those dosy dos, but they've got like two names. What's too. the peanut butter they're one? Super mega dose. I think they're dosy dos. The, right? pe- the the peanut butter one is legitimately my favorite. They're the Samoa ones are real good. Agreed. No, Samoas are trash. Anything with coconut is belongs in a trash can. I don't even notice the coconut. I guess I don't. I don't eat it for that uh, part. But anyhow. What else did we talk about? Hit your boy up with a link or two. Well, it's time to run it back. Of course, is the segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. You got some music for me, Dave, or are you just going to sit yeah. like an idiot and not do anything? Okay. Thank you, New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, triple down Dave in the building. Ooh. Yeah. Dylan stays faded. Faded. All four games this weekend ended on the final play. That's never happened before, with the <laughs> exception of every game ever ever played in the history of football. <laughs> so that's an interesting fact you're going to take home with you. 
Uh, K.J. Ellis, the voice of our generation. Album out soon. Voice of an angel as well. Dave wants Cooper Cup to get more respect. I, th I don't think that's asking too much. Aaron Donald's shirtless is routinely featured in K.J.'s search history. It is impressive. I looked it up. Refs have to be throbbing or we're out. <laughs> Meatloaf would do anything for love, but he wouldn't squib kick it with 13 seconds left in regulation <laughs> while up three points. You run a couple seconds off there. Loaf had bangers for sure. <laughs> P.K. Subban is an all-around great guy. Donated part of his salary to a children's hospital. Damn, that's a crazy note to end Another on. one you should take home with you. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, a lot of fun. We will be back Thursday where we pick the championship games. Correct. And, and props. Uh, see if KJ can make a comeback. He can't. Don't he started off the show back. saying it's mathematically impossible unless we do some kind of crazy triple down. I'm willing to be nutted up for the integrity of the show. I will accept that. I would do anything for love. You're not even... Have you heard the song? Yeah, it's a banger for sure. I feel like you've All only right. heard the little sweet version. No, I love that song. All right, we'll see y'all. We'll see you Thursday, uh, 630. Bye. Bye. I want my chips with a dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with a dip. So bring them dips.